One of the great things about the sudden growth at the traditional movement in the church is the free publicity we get from those of us who hate us and hate Catholic tradition, and in my mind, don't really care for the actual Catholic faith. It's the best form of free advertisement, and suddenly we're getting quite a lot of it, not only from Francis himself, which is to be expected, quite frankly, but now from the Catholic media as well. This is pretty great in my mind, especially considering that these people don't understand what we're about or even what motivates our love of Catholic tradition. So today I have for you a couple of examples that illustrates this bizarre hatred of Catholic tradition. And it's taken a new turn, because this movement to restore Catholic tradition has been dubbed an unhappy growth in the traditional movement by the most famous celebrity priest in the United States. And in general, we've been dubbed angry haters by a modernist whose article went viral last week, much to my personal amusement. And I say amusement because these people don't really understand what's going on, and that's actually good for what we're trying to do. So let's get into this. The article that went viral came from a pretty nasty media outlet, one that most people in our circles shouldn't be reading other than to see what the enemies of the church within are saying about the church itself. But this article is almost pure comedy, and as such, I have a couple of excerpts for you. The following piece of comedy gold comes from the fish rapper known as the National Catholic Reporter, and the author is Zeta Bollinger Fletcher. If you're not familiar with the National Catholic Reporter, it's that lovely online article or newspaper that's been told by the U.S. bishops numerous times to stop calling itself Catholic, which is a bit odd given that at the USCCB conference last week, Cardinal Supich and Donald Wuerl were both seen hanging out with one of their reporters. I'm sure that's nothing to worry about. Anyway, brace yourselves for the following excerpt because it's almost funny. Quote, In a previous era, the Latin Mass was merely a uniform, standard way of celebrating the liturgy in the United States. That's actually not true, but okay. In the wake of much-needed reforms instituted by the Second Vatican Council, the Latin Mass has become a rallying point for change-resistant sects within the Church. The ultra-conservatism practiced by these Latin Mass groups is radical and narrow-minded. They utilize the Latin Mass structure to wield control over believers, particularly women, who are reduced to a state of discriminatory subjugation in Latin rites. They stubbornly resist anti-modern practices of these Latin Mass adherents border on cultism. The Latin Mass fosters clericalist structures in the Church, the liturgy, spoken in an ancient language no longer in modern vernacular usage, places all power in the hands of the priest. The priest keeps his back turned to the people for most of the ceremony. Aside from making occasional responses, the congregation plays no active part in worship. All people inside the church are expected to kneel on cue at various points. The priest is at the center of the spectacle. He is separated from the people he is supposed to serve by an altar rail, a barrier that gives him privileges. To receive the Eucharist, people must kneel at his feet. End quote. That's quite the take, and I couldn't help but read it that way, and it perfectly illustrates the divide in the church over what the liturgy is supposed to be about. One of the chief complaints about the new Mass is that it democratizes the church, through the undermining of the natural hierarchy established by Christ. It brings down the priest from his sacred office and makes him just another of the rubes, and that's never a good thing. But notice something here. Miss Bollinger Fletcher zeroes in on the secular holiest of holies, women's equality. 
Yes, the Latin Mass reserves the serving at the altar to the young men. And the reason that this is done is because service at the altar is supposed to help awaken any call to the priesthood that a young man may have through that service. This is why so many of us object to crow altar voice. And it's one reason that modernists hate the traditional liturgy. It's a natural rejection of the lies of the world. And in this case, it rejects the lies of equality and egalitarianism. But let's talk about the underlying issue here. That we, are a- that we are angry people who want to exert control over the lives of people, because that's what the author and others say about traditionally-minded Catholics. And I say traditionally-minded because there's a secret that I shouldn't make public. For every one person at a traditional Latin Mass, there are easily 100 or more other people at the Novus Ordo, who would absolutely love to go to a Latin Mass, but don't have one less than an hour's drive away. And yet the people in this position adhere as best as they can to what the Church has always taught about every issue under the sun. In other words, they keep the old faith, and have rejected innovation despite being in a bad situation. And that fact seems lost on lots of these people, because if they knew about that, they would be much more concerned than they are. It's actually easy to marginalize the Latin mass by keeping most of us at FSSP or SSPX parishes that are often located in inconvenient places far from most Catholics, or at diocesan parishes in bad neighborhoods, or at remote monasteries in the middle of rural Oklahoma. It's hard to marginalize the organized people at the NO, though, who want to bring the traditional liturgy to their parish as is their canonical right, according to the laws of the Church. Yes, you actually have the right, according to Samorum Pontificum, to have that ma- the Latin Mass said at your parish if you want it, as long as there's enough of you who want it. Miss Bollinger Fletcher should know this, but given that she's arguing against us based on the idea of women's rights and such, that issue seems lost on her. Her complaint is not only do women not have access to the altar but that the culture that fosters that desire in women to dress modestly at the Mass, to don the veil, and worst of all, the impact of Mass in real life that happens for many women, the desire to have many children and to be stay-at-home mothers. That is what the author fears. Why? Because the traditional liturgy and the traditional faith, when properly understood, helps us reorient the way we live our lives towards a rejection of modernity and all of its satanic lies, including the rejection of modernist ideas and Masonic ideas of equality and egalitarianism. Instead, we tend to embrace the values of the complementary of men and women, which is what the Church has always taught. That terrifies these people. But some two-bit author at an anti-Catholic rag that calls itself Catholic isn't that important. A much bigger fish isn't happy at all that the traditional movement in the Church is growing in the Western world, and that it has inspired some to embrace heroism and to speak up against the revolution in the Church. And that figure is none other than Bishop Robert Barron, the prelate who is easily the brightest star in the church in America today. Bishop Barron, who I am not a fan of, full disclosure, calls the revival of the traditional movement an unhappy development. Here's a recent statement of his that helps prove the point. Quote, The idea of real doctrinal development does indeed run counter to Catholic antiquarianism that would see dogmas as changeless objects to art. The assertion of the primacy of conscience does indeed run counter to a fussy and hyper-judgmental legalism. End quote. Notice that his charge has nothing to do with the liturgy. Barron understands that what we want is the traditional faith, which he calls an antiquarian hyperjudgmental legalism. That, by the way, is a charge Protestants often make about Catholicism in general, and that makes it kind of weird that he is attacking the traditional movement using Protestant weapons and tactics. Maybe Bishop Barron should consider the implications of that. But what he calls antiquarianism, we call the timeless faith, the faith of the fathers of the Church. If traditionalists are angry about anything, it is that this beautiful faith and the beautiful Latin Rite liturgy that goes with it 
was taken from us and replaced by something hippies and socialists approve of, with no consideration of the effect on souls the revolution had in the end. That's what makes us mad. Most of us can take being mocked and hated by the likes of anti-Catholic figures, like Miss Ballinger Fletcher, but the loss of even a single soul is a tragedy. Remember, the faith of the fathers of the church has been called antiquarian legalism by the same man who said that dare we hope that all men are saved. That tells you a lot, and it shows how deep the divide really runs in the church right now. But I will say one thing to Bishop Barron's credit. At the recent U.S. CCB meeting in Baltimore, he was the main voice raising concern about how most Catholics reject the real presence of the Blessed Lord in the Eucharist. And he said that revelation, that revelation deeply disturbed him. Now, if only he could see why that happened, we might be able to witness a great conversion of heart from Bishop Barron. And that would be a great thing indeed. I'll always have a weird soft spot for Bishop Barron because early in my Catholic faith life, I found his talks about the Eucharist and Our Lady and other topics very helpful. But make no mistake, we are an extreme minority in the Church. Whether we are the types who attend the traditional liturgy exclusively or are stuck at a Novus Ordo with no ability to get to a parish that says the Latin Mass but still keeps a timeless faith, timeless faith and have rejected novelty and revolution, we are in the minority. Virtually every traditional parish in the Western world is growing right now, and more people are joining us, but this issue goes beyond liturgical preference. For if people do not seek out the traditional faith and reject the novelties of the revolution and of modernity by keeping to the hard truths of the faith that the modernists are presently undermining, then the growth of the traditionalist parishes are not actually helpful in the slightest. What most of these critics don't understand is that our love of tradition is not a mere preference of the old and timeless liturgy, as beautiful as it is, but rather that it is an escape from modernism into the loving arms of the Church that only wants us to become saints. To become saints, we must reject the novelties of the modernists and their continued attempts to make the Church in the world's image. But what about the charge that we're angry rad-trads? Are we angry? Sure. Anger is not necessarily a bad thing. But what the critics don't see is that the great joy most of us have that comes from the real, authentic Catholic faith. A joy that comes from seeing Catholic families that have bred like rabbits, that have embraced the command to be fruitful and multiply. Families where the children have greater piety and love for our Lord than many of us adults actually do, to our great shame. Yes, we may be angry at the loss of souls and angry at what these maniacs took from us. But there is also a great love for the Church, and it carries us every single day into what we do. The faith isn't only something we experience on Sundays for most of us, and that is a good thing. So don't take what these maniacs say too seriously. In fact, get used to it. Get used to being called an antiquarian legalist who hates women and embraces the greatest evil of our day after climate change, a clericalist. Because the old faith is worth getting called a few names for, especially since things are going to get a lot worse in the future than just getting called names. Even if those names are coming from people who should be defending us. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.